Hello and welcome to my daughter's gap year and other adventures podcast, Learning English Through Stories with me, Rachel. This podcast accompanies my blog, which I started when my daughter travelled to Australia on a gap year. I had enjoyed writing the blog so much that I continued after she returned with other stories. I'm an online English teacher and have included vocab and grammar points at the end of the posts on my blog. This podcast is coming to you from my home in Bath, England, UK. So grab a cup of tea, a notepad and pen and follow along on the WordPress blog if you are learning English or sit back and listen. Thanks for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this episode called Echo Beach Far Away in Time. Two good women friends of mine recommended both Echo Beach and Kangoo as safe and cool places to visit on the island of Bali. Growing up in London during the 1980s, I had only heard of Echo Beach through my love of new wave and post-punk music. Martha and the Muffins wrote the best ever nostalgic, intellectual, dreamy beach and surf song with their hit Echo Beach. It was inspiring. It conjured up visions of blue sea, gentle waves, stunning sunsets and faraway lands. I find it hard to believe it's about Chesil Beach, like some people say. It's windy and freezing and clunky with massive, massive pebbles there. Being a rather overprotective mum, I Google Earth the route from the beach to Mojo Surf Hostel several times to get a feel for it and wished I could be there too. Jess and Pat stayed at the Ahoy Hostel after Mojo and then went on to the house of Kangoo. Between Kangoo and Berowa is pretty poison. Perfect for these two, as both enjoy this hipster grunge bintan drinking nightlife and had a skateboard in tow. That night's WhatsApp message was, he's happy, he's skating. Pretty Poison is the brainchild of a mum from Bondi, clever woman. How creative and full of life it is, reminding me again of my youth. The words in Jessie's photo made me happy. Wish you were here. On day six of her trip, I missed several phone calls. I didn't panic as it didn't feel like I should, but finally Jess got me with a FaceTime call. I could instantly see something was wrong. She told me that while carting around on the back of a scooter and waiting at a red traffic light, a scruffy dog ran out of a shop and bit her on the calf, leaving two puncture wounds. What's sad about this is she has been raised with dogs her whole life and has never been scared or bitten by one. And she felt for sorry for this one. Pat was a hero and drove her around several medical emergency rooms before finding one with the correct vaccine. Having already had the rabies injections in the UK, I was unaware you had to have more if you were bitten. Within an hour of the bite, a wonderful nurse and doctor at Abdi Medica in Kangoo treated her and made her feel well. They paid on different cards as it cost £250 and started an insurance claim that night. But it didn't end there. Jessie broke out in hives and had an allergic reaction to the antibiotics within an hour of taking them. I phoned her doctors in the UK and explained it was urgent. Thankfully, they were able to confirm that the antibiotic she had been given is one she's allergic to. Pat was a hero again and carted her back to Abdi Medica so the doctor could administer the antidote. Before the trip, 
We had spent a long time working out what medical kit to take. What should we have done? What we should have done is written a list of allergies to medicines and foods. When I spoke to Jessie the following day, she was in a grab going to Ubud. Already over the shock of her dog bite and rabies jab reaction, she was looking forward to her stay in Ubud. Lunch was ready, Masai Goreng. I'm vegetarian now as well. They stayed at the WW Backpacker Hostel with views to the river and rice paddy fields. <clears throat> Jessie had read a blog by a girl into yoga and was going to go to a class not far away at the Ubud Yoga House, which according to the blog was the best one for beginners. She also bought herself some books amazingly. How to Bite by Thich Nach Han, Zen Master and The Courage to Be Disliked by Chiro Kishima, Kishima and Fumitaki Koga. Who said Gen Zs don't read books? <clears throat> I'm extremely proud of my daughter for encouraging her inner Zen, looking after herself with yoga and not being scared of dogs. Not sure what Hotmail is thinking when it blocks travellers from their own account for 30 days, especially when they are in the middle of Indonesia with no SIM card. Both of them had issues with this. Suspicious events in Indonesia? Locked out? Yes, that is them trying to look at their emails. I would suggest as a mum that your travelling kits have a couple of email addresses set up and maybe your own mobile security in case they need to verify their account. I ended up taking pictures of her emails and whatsapping them to her. At Gypsy Lust Hotel, they had rooftop yoga, a large swan to swim with, and sunrise trekking. They also walked along the Camphoon Ridge. They visited the rice paddies and went to the waterfalls dodging the rain. Jessie said there was a lot more to do in Ubud and she had a lot of fun. Jessie's next dilemma. The weather isn't great. She has one day left before returning to Kangoo for her second rabies vaccine, which she cannot miss and it might be her only chance to walk up, walk up an active volcano in the dark. What should she do? Of course she went. At 2am they travelled to Mount Batur and had a two hour hike with torches up a wet volcano standing 1,717 metres high. Well I think this young woman can be proud of herself. In the photos on social media, this trip looks magical, like you've actually been flown up to the top of the volcano in blue skies and a magical sunrise appearing. The reality of the trip was, yes, you can do it, you did D of E. Pushing through the wind and rain in the dark up quite steep, slippery slopes, the finish line at the top was a huge achievement. The view, even in the clouds, was worth it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. See you next time.